I also look at you, uh, Ricky, as, as I don't want to call it a renaissance, but I just I see a lot of a lot of black wrestlers in the game today, and and they're making big time moves, man, and they're and they're yeah. able to do it like you do it, like you're Ricky Starks. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be some type of character or whatever. You can talk the way you would normally talk. You can uh, engage yourself with the fans and everything the way you normally would. And we're seeing that a, a lot across the business. And I look at you as one of the, the leaders of them, that movement and the way things are moving. Do you kind of see yourself the same way? It's like, yo, I'm, 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 I'm setting a trend. You know, I'm, I'm out here laying the groundwork for not only myself, but people to come, come after me. I, I felt like that before. I honestly, I feel one. I'm, I'm a, definitely an old soul, and I feel like I'm a little bit um, a few years ahead, or, or however that saying is. You know what I'm saying? Where I, I just missed the mark, just a little bit. Um, there's things that I do that I've seen now. People are starting to do right now that are popping that I was doing three years ago. And I'm not saying it's because of me, but mm -hmm. making the example of missing that mark. Mm -hmm. I think right now, though, I do feel a bit of a, uh, a a leader in the sense of a trend or a leader in the sense of, hey, this is a, if I'm a kid at home watching wrestling, I can finally look at somebody and relate to them. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't really have that. In our community, we had The Rock. That's everybody loved The Rock in our community. Now we can see somebody that looks like me and be like, oh, I like this dude. I like the fact that um, this is this hyper masculine person. You know what I'm saying? There's some, yeah, there's some feminine qualities that I do or whatnot, but that's what makes me and that's what I love because that's representative of my, my family and my mom and my community. So I do feel like I'm a leader in that sense. Um, when it comes to it being all said and done, I do hope that somebody look at my career as a, a template of like, well, shoot, if that's how you do it, then I know it's possible. Mm -hmm. If that's the position that he was in and he got through that, then I know I can get through this. Mm -hmm. I, I really do believe that whatever I have left at the end of the day, when I want to be done with wrestling, I hope that it's enough to be, you know, a foundation for something to be built upon. An improvement on a design, basically. See, that's why, like, I can't say it because people think it's a joke, but that's why this dude is my favorite wrestler. Like, you hear the way he talks, like, but everyone thinks that's a ha-ha. Like, no, listen to the way that he's talking. Listen to the things that he says. Listen to what he's about. Your sense of fashion, like, the whole thing. It's like, nah, Ricky, Ricky's, Ricky's, Ricky's my guy. And it's got to be, like... Like, you're part of a, a, a company that's still very much growing. Like, you're one of the young superstars. Like, it's cool to have the Jerichos and the Bucks and, 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 and John Moxley and Brian and the, the, the established guys. But you're, like, one of the young stars who are part of this, this growing and blossoming company. And that's got to that's gotta mean a little something extra that you're not walking into an established machine already. Right. And I think it's cool, too, because I'm proving to those established guys mm -hmm. that – uh, I can stand shoulder to shoulder with y'all. Mm -hmm. You may you you have the experience on me for sure, but when it comes down to it, I can be up there with y'all and stand in my own and, and be chest up, head high. You know, I don't need the uh, the the fifteen years to get that confidence. Mm -hmm. I have that already. Mm -hmm. Now, what I need from y'all is to help me sharpen my sword. You know, help me, help me iron sharpens iron. Help me sharpen this a bit more so I can be a complete asset to the business. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at AW. And I'm proud to be 
um, working with these people because they have so much to offer, so much to offer. Yeah. And it'd be silly on my part to, to not even take advantage of that. In, in the key to it all, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but this is why I love you with AEW because to get them the most out of Ricky, just me looking at it from the outside, to get right. the most out of Ricky Starks, you got to let Ricky Starks be Ricky Starks. Yeah. And AEW does yes. that, and, and he don't need no gimmick. He don't need no character. Let that man, put him put him out there in front of 17,000 and let him be Ricky Starks, and he going to shine. He's a star. You yeah. know what I'm exactly. saying? And, and AEW allows you to do that, and I love this for you. I love you on this platform with this group because they let Ricky Starks cook, baby. Thank you. And, and it's great, too, because if there was any doubt, Right. If there was any doubt, I don't know, a year ago, I feel like I've proven that 10 times over. There's times where I'm like, damn, how many more do I have to prove to somebody? It, it, it just gets to that point where I am so grateful to be allowed to be myself and to have people truly understand you. That's one of the, the worst things to feel in life is to not really be understood. You couldn't even get one person understanding. That's that's a that's a bad feeling. Mm. So if I can have somebody that even feels like they can relate to me, if I can get anybody that feels like, yo, I see myself in that dude, or I know somebody that's like Ricky and his personality, I feel like I won. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've done my job and I'm good with that. Yo, John, I know you're watching. We need to get out there to see Ricky Starks tomorrow Straight at up. the Golden One. Yeah, get them tickets, John. I got y'all. Yeah, yeah, we're, 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 we're going to pull up to the Golden One Center uh, tomorrow. Thank you uh, for joining us. Thank you for being so generous. For, again, sorry about the social media stuff, <laughs> but the, <laughs> thank you for this going along great. with it. It's uh, so good that we finally got to do it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We go, we're going we're gonna, to uh, sneak back to the locker room, man, and, and, and get a pick we for the metaverse. Picture, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, uh, Ricky, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother. This was yeah, Starkey, this baby. Starkey, baby. Starkey, baby. Let's go. Yeah, no doubt. You'll see us tomorrow. We appreciate you, brother. Thank Take you. Care, baby. Oh yes, sir. yes, sir. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's our man Ricky Starks right there. Starky, baby. Oh, man. Come on, man. We talking hey. about a star. John, I know you. John, take, hey, we got we got to get out there. Let's Let our guy Chris know, man. We got yeah. we got to get out there for uh for for uh, AEW Dynamite uh, yeah. making its debut at the Golden One Center tomorrow. Nah, come on, man. We talking about a star right there. Man, that dude Ricky Starks is. is a is a star, and you know me. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm big on wrestling, but I'm not like I'm not into the technical stuff like other people. Like I appreciate it and it's cool or whatever, but I'm more into the to the mic work and to the star work, and I feel like that's my specialty in watching wrestling. And I see him, I say that's a star. Yeah, that's a star right there. And he can wrestle too, but I'm just saying that's a star right there. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run this interview back in a few years when he's one of the top guys like in the industry. Yeah. I mean, he's he's near the top of of, of AEW right now for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's still very much an ascending star. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to be one of the top stars in this business and, and, and you know, this I business. Wanna... Cause I'm in it. He's going to be one of the top <laughs> stars in the professional wrestling. Business. I, I, and I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put him in no type of way, but I just, I could just say it now. He, WWE wouldn't I, let him be Ricky. Yeah. He, he need an AEW. AEW <laughs> is the perfect place for him because you got to let a guy like that just do what he feels. And, and that's don't one try of the... and put him in no, 
oh, we're going to put you in this box, man. We're going to let you be this character. No, man, let this man be Ricky Starks. Yeah, and that's and, and and you hope like you know seeing the things that are going on with Cody, like the the, mm-hmm. the Cody stuff that we're seeing in WWE is the Cody that was established mm-hmm. in AEW, mm-hmm. right? That that wasn't Stardust, and it wasn't um, you know dashing Cody Rhodes and all of the different elements. And there's a place in wrestling for all of those things. Yeah. But one thing you know is Stardust isn't going to main event WrestleMania. Right. Dashing Cody Rhodes isn't going to main event WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes, mm. as we see right now, can main event WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks can main event a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But the caveat is very distinctive in you had to let Cody come back here and be Cody right. and do what he does great. Right. You've got to let Ricky be Ricky Starks. Right. And I thought you 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 hit the nail on that perfectly and as he told his story like he has like I've like we've talked about like the athletes that always like they're always the cocky ones they're the Deion Sanders types like it's it's those type of guys that I'm always drawn to perhaps and it's because of what we were talking about that I lack that confidence growing Mm. up so be able to see it when I was younger from guys like Deion Sanders if Ricky was around when I was younger oh my god the the rock would be nothing for yeah. me because we talked yeah. about my frustrations with the rock. Yeah. Rock wouldn't mean anything to me if Ricky was around when I was, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. Yeah. Cuz I look at the way that that dude carries himself uh and the confidence that he has and he talks about you know those effeminate man- mannerisms that he has and does which makes him so just flawless. But you're doing that on a professional wrestling stage where the audience and he talked about, you know, going mm-hmm. to Twitter and seeing what that looks mm-hmm. like. We know. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a male dominated audience. Mm-hmm. Right. And they mm-hmm. generally don't like those types of characters, but he was so good at it. Yeah. Oh, we got to cheer this dude. Absolutely. We got to cheer this Absolutely. dude. And, and much like you get yourself and, 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 and Ricky as well. Like, uh, you guys may not believe this, but, by nature, I'm shy as hell. Like I'm shy. Like I have always been shy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always. I've figured out how to overcome that as life has gone on. But I was able to figure that out from guys like The Rock, mm-hmm. guys like Puffy, because mm-hmm. I would see them and then I would just kind of like take bits and pieces of what they did and the confidence they had and put that into my own life. And I look at somebody like Ricky Starks, like same way. I would have been like the Rick. I would have been like Starkey mm-hmm. Baby in the CKM always, every day, going up to my teachers, giving them the pose and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like those type, those type of individuals are guys that I gravitate to, like you said, because they, they would help me with my own self esteem as a person growing up. So uh, I think I think he has a grasp on his importance. But I even think there's probably another level that he don't even understand, like how important he is. Like he, like there's another level that he, man, like man, I didn't know I was, you know, rea- making people react this way or touching people in this way. Mm-hmm. That he is today with the way he goes about business. Interviewing wrestlers is always like it. it as much as I love wrestling, it's always nerve wracking <laughs> for me. I, yeah, because you don't know. you don't want to insult what they do. Yeah. But like I like I talked to Seth Rollins once, who was great. But Seth was like teetering on the guy on TV, mm-hmm. and then the guy we were talking to. I talked to Miz. The Miz is a 
like he like we talked about that that that, that one time we recorded an interview with Michael Irvin mm-hmm. and how like the the switch went on mm-hmm. as soon as he knew we were recording. The Miz is the exact same way, and it's like you, I, you, you, sometimes you don't know how to talk to them because again, you don't want to be insulting right. to the to, to to what they do. It, it, Ricky's the type of guy you put like clearly is the type of guy you could put on any show mm-hmm. with anyone, and he can have a discussion like he had with us. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jesse uh, for getting that done. Yeah, he's worked nervously. Uh, for the last handful of days, and in, in, in an interview that you two have wanted to book for well over a year. Uh, also, uh, we'll shout out Chris Verlade, yeah, man, who shout out Chris, Chris is the jackass who started all of this. And this, and I, Chris could tell this story. I don't think he's allowed to appear on our show, but he could tell this story better. He he has a, a Ricky Stark shirt, uh-huh. and he wore it. Uh, back in the uh, uh, days when Doug Christie was an afternoon show host and Doug asked him if that was me on his shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, uh, there was something along those lines. I think Chris Chris could certainly tell that story better. I just don't think he'll uh, tell it here uh, on the show. But he was the one who started all that social media stuff. So to know that Ricky was aware of it uh, and had a good laugh at it and the people at AEW were were so accommodating because – when Jesse reached out, it was like, hey, we could get an AEW you know, person on the show. It was like, it's got to be Ricky. Like, right. we could do Jade, and that would be cool, but, right. like, Ricky's we really got to do Ricky. Yeah, Ricky uh, and the fact that everybody was accommodating was was, was really that cool, was awesome. man. We appreciate that. So let's step out. We'll regroup. Um, I'm going to be honest. Thank goodness we've got Trista Crick because I might have just mailed in the show because I don't know <laughs> that we're going to have anything better than what we've had uh, for the last 30 minutes with Starkey, baby. But we've got Trista Crick at the top of the 2 o'clock hour, and we got a lot more Kings Talk ahead uh, as we continue on Sacramento Sports Leader, Steelo McKay C on ESPN 1320. Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. NBA, NBA, Young Cole, if you if you listening, man, you free, you free, big dog. We we got you we out. Got a pardon, we, we got, got a pardon. you out. <laughs> we, 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 you're, you're you're free in the chat. YouTube.com uh, slash ESPN thirteen twenty. We mentioned this. I'm a, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to say this on the radio. We we've been doubling down. Like we didn't have Ricky confirmed confirmed before we told mm-hmm. you Ricky Star. I mean, mm-hmm. we did, but we didn't. It's kind of the sim- similar situation here. D'Lo and Casey are doing a live show one week from Friday. Yes. March 17th, second day of the NCAA tournament when mm-hmm. games start at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We are doing a live show. Not going to tell you where yet. <laughs> I'm going to wait for someone to pop out of one of those two offices uh, and give us the thumbs up as if they're listening right now. They might uh, be. They might be. D'Lo and Casey, that is a high commodity yeah, around yeah. here. All the shout season. out, shout out, uh, Sarah. Sarah Hodges. She was listening yesterday. She was. Yeah, yeah she absolutely was. Sarah's gone now. now oh, what's that mean? It. No, she's. Didn't, ain't she going to Hawaii? She was. No, leaving, like, I think today. the Hawaii trip is next, isn't it? Yeah. Because didn't 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 I she? I think she was leaving like Monday night. I can't keep up with her, I bro. Can't. Like this is why I can't hang out. Well, it's one of the many reasons I can't <laughs> hang out with her. But like I just can't keep up with her. We, we we're built different. <laughs> we're built different. I I ain't but game I ain't I, game fit. I, I, but like you said, people be listening and we just letting you know one week from Friday. Make your plans to be with us. We're going to be outside. Take the day off. We're going to be outside. Uh, Pull up on us. Take 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 uh take some leave. Come out, watch uh watch hoop with us. Uh watch the show. Listen to the show. We've already got a confirmed guest. 
Mm. Just what we and, and we just started. That text message was sent ten minutes before the show started. <laughs> yeah. Uh we've already got a confirmed guest. So uh one week from this Friday, March seventeenth, uh we're gonna be outside. We Our outside. first ever live broadcast. I can't wait. I've been waiting for this. I've been bugging Damien for since we started. That's facts. It's like, no, Kimmy, there, Kenny, there's a global pandemic going on. We can't do the show live anywhere. A month later, hey, the bass band was lifted. You want to do a live show? Can we Can we get outside? Kenny, every meeting, we need to be out there with the people. Hey, we need to be out there with the people. Hey, they just dropped a second booster. Can we get outside? Well, bugging these guys for years. Man. Finally, after several years, uh, we going outside. Let's go. Uh, we going outside, and it's the first of many uh, live broadcasts that we're going to be doing at this particular venue. Uh, it's the first of a couple of live shows mm. that we're going to be doing over the next month and some change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we really going to be out there um, beginning on March 17th. So uh, as soon as uh, the boss and the other boss poke their head out and say, hey, let's go with it. Uh, we'll tell you where it's at. But yeah. if if this means we have to get the Comrex, uh, a Wi-Fi stick, and, and a table and go stand outside, <laughs> then that's what we'll do. But one way or another, uh, on March 17th, Friday, March 17th, we're going to be outside. A live edition 100%. of D-Lo and Casey. Come on, baby. Come, come, come forward with us. Come forward with us. And the Kings play the Brooklyn Nets the night before. Yeah. So uh, yeah. there'll be there'll be plenty uh, yeah, for us Your boy. About. You got to watch out for your boy. And then you put off that on your boy. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a tough matchup. That's a tough, tough matchup. It but uh, uh, Davion, you know, one thing we know about Davion, Davion's capable. Uh, speaking of your boys, speaking of your boys. Okay, Lake wait, Show. Wait, well, I just want I thought, them to win one game. Well, that, well but that's all right. It's tonight's game. Boys. Well, that's your boys for tonight. Okay. We all Lake Show tonight. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. the Lakers win – the Sacramento Kings, correct me if I'm wrong, via the tiebreaker, I think they move into the, the second place spot, mm-hmm. the second seed spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, we had written off the second seed for a minute, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, it's 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 right there. You know, one bad week will <laughs> we'll slide you down to 11th. Well, one good week could catapult this Sacramento Kings team uh, to number two. Uh, so we're rooting Anthony Davis. Man, always been one of my hey, favorite ball you players. Know, big, Jared big Vanderbilt, up. what a star. Big ups to him. Darvin um, Ham. I mean, big, my goodness. Darvin Ham, I mean, this guy, he's, he's a hell of a coach. You yeah. know, that's a championship coach right there. Rob Palenka, executive of the year. Like, Rob, with all due respect to Monty, like what Rob Palenka did, just just otherworldly. I mean, this yep. guy, he's a true champion. He is. Rob Palenka. Yep. He's a true champion. Yep. You know, you look at Austin Reeves. Man, um, that guy. One of the top guys in this league today. Okay, now you're going. Now you're well, going, I mean, you're he is. Now you're letting your okay Lake show. Like, you get Who was he about to much. fight? A couple. Oh, it was Josh Green. He was about to fight Josh Green. <laughs> he was a, about to fight Josh Green. Like, okay, come on, man. What are we doing? Like, settle down, Tiger. Relax. Uh, but yeah, Memphis. Uh, they're in Los Angeles tonight uh, to take on uh, the if Lakers. He would have just would have been chilling. He would have been in L.A. for like four days. But no. Well. No. We'll talk more about that situation involving the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant when Trista Crick joins us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, A couple of other notes on Kevin Herter, uh, by the way. Kevin Herter, the last four games, uh, 23 points per game, 4.8 assists, one steal per game, 
uh, and 58% from three. This dude is either, he's either scorching hot or ice cold. (laughs) He hasn't figured out that nice warm balance yet. He's either uh, cryotherapy or sauna. (laughs) He can't find anything in the middle. He is cooking right now. And you just, look, obviously I'd want it to happen in the playoffs too, but this is the time to get hot. Coming down the stretch run, trying to get over the hump. This is the time. And this is one of the things that I really believe about this team. It can't prove it until it's actually been done and and been taken care of. But I really believe that they're elevating their game right now as a collective group. They sense what's in front of them. Mm. They sense the opportunity to end this streak, Mm -hmm. to achieve their goal, to get to the playoffs. They're elevating their game. I, you know, a lot of people have have said, hey, you know, maybe, you know, what's in front of them could, you know, the nights might be Mm -hmm. too bright. No, not this group. Mm -hmm. Look at, look at the way they're playing. Look at the way Sabonis playing. Look at the way De'Aaron is elevating his game. Kevin Herter, you talked about him. Keegan Murray, who, you know, after a Rocky game, is back at it playing, pulling pullbacks on people. You know, they had everybody shook, like, oh, that's what we're doing. Like, they're elevating their game in the most pressure-packed moment that this franchise has felt in a long, long time. They're elevating their game. Yeah, it's really and, – and you see it. By the way, how bad of an official do you have to be to piss off Harrison Barnes? Mm. Harrison Barnes hasn't picked up a technical foul in a decade. Mm. But y'all were so bad last night, you had Harrison Barnes yelling and one. I mm. think that's what he yelled. Come on, man. It's, we'll talk about that, but that's a – It's bad. Oh, oh. Oh, th- th- I got, that, that reminds me. James had a clip. I got to run this. I got to run this sound of – I think Kevin Herter said he was pushing Harrison to get the technical – yeah, let me let me let me let me get this Bad set up. Influence Herter. <laughs> Damn Kevin Herter. Really is incredible. I remember everyone bugging out. Wait, Her- when was the last time Harrison had a technical foul? I think it was Frankie that found. Yeah, he hasn't had one since his rookie year. I didn't even know what happened half the time. <laughs> because I was watching it like in the distance. I was in the kitchen. So what? What's going on? What's going on here? Did Mike Brown get a technical? What's going on? <laughs> I think Mike Brown thought he got a technical. <laughs> he was like, wait a minute. It's who? You <laughs> word? Here's uh here's Kevin Herter, uh, courtesy of James Ham. If you see coaches like, you know, get a tech to get a moment, I don't think that was the case with HB. How amusing was that to see him get one? It was. I was on HB like a month ago asking him like if he's ever gotten a tech uh, in the league. I'm not sure how many he has for his career. He had two. He had two in his rookie year. He hasn't had one. And then tonight. A decade. So I'm going to say that I had something to do with that. Because I was getting on him. He's he's someone I feel like, like anybody. He's been in the league long enough. It feels like every time he goes to the basket, there's there's contact. Whether he's looking for it, he's drawing it. But there's always contact. And so I think he can get upset more often. He does a really good job of being palms down and moving on the next play. But um, it was honestly, I love seeing him get it tonight. It was, I was trying to hype him up a little bit. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, it was awesome to see him get a technical <laughs> foul. Like, it, it's awesome. He just threw away about five G's, ten G's, whatever the fine is. But it's awesome to see him get a technical foul. I, I bet you everybody in that locker room felt that way. Oh, for sure. They're like, 
Yeah. I bet you yeah, everyone in the locker room don't throwing some money here. Here you we we'll, we'll we'll pay for it though. I don't think that's how uh technical fouls work, but that's um that's right. That's terrific. Absolutely terrific. You know, okay, so um hmm. How do I even bring this up? Hmm. You know what was odd last night? The A's owner being at the game. Yeah, I and I don't think anything's going to happen. But I don't know. And when I say anything's going to happen, you, not on the king side. I'm thinking like he's not he's not selling. I don't think that guy would sell. But I mean What do you think he was here for? See Hassan Minaj? Maybe. That was a nice jacket Hassan had by the way. That was very nice. Um, very, very nice. But I don't. Those varsity jackets are a thing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't afford the ones everyone's wearing. Maybe I'll put it on my Christmas list to you. Well, but I mean, you got it. Got what? You got it. No, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> those are very nice jackets, though. <laughs> but um, I always look at Hassan's shoes too, because he's a he's a shoe he, guy. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. He's he a went big with time the, he went with the, uh, the Chucks last night. Yeah, didn't he? yeah. He had. To, I was. I was. I was like, oh. Almost like disappointed. I was like, "Are those off-white? Like, what are those? Oh, they're just just, just chucks. chucks. Oh, okay, just chucks." Darren, right. I, I, I saw Darren's shoes night. too. You know, I'm always looking at his shoes. Mm-hmm. I didn't like his shoes. He was wearing like some Balenciagas or something like that. But I don't like those. They're like shoes. the Migo joints with the plaids. They're like, shaped oh. so weird. Yeah. It's it's that's like the sh- that's like a, I have way too much money shoe because <laughs> there's nothing like aesthetically. There's nothing attractive about it. Yeah. It's shaped. So awkwardly, yeah. I he, he be rocking those. I'm like, I don't oh, like those. Ah, oh, De'Aaron. Nah. Um, but no, um, Fisher being there. So the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, this is a pipe dream. I understand, mm-hmm. I, and I don't really believe it's going to happen. But the Kings coming or the A's coming to Sacramento, mm-hmm. and look, they've got plans for the River Cats and all this other stuff, but it's like. Part of me is like, why would Vivek buy the River Cats, and that be the move? <clears throat> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like that's the end game. That, it feels Vivek has made has, has played chess his whole you know professional career. I don't know why he buy the River Cats? Hmm. I just don't know why. And then months later, you see, out of nowhere, mm-hmm. Fisher is at the game. So look, if if the A's really are trying to make a move, obviously, I think Las Vegas will be first. Yeah. You know, if Las, if they can get to Vegas, Vegas continues to want him. I think that's where he would go. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Fisher was just. What do you think that looks? Do you think that looks like something here? Sacramento baseball, major league mm-hmm. baseball. For I think Sacramento? it'd be big. I think it'd be big time. I think it would be big time. Okay. I think they would. I think they would do really, really well here in Sacramento. You put anything Sacramento on a team, they gon they gonna support. They were supporting the Sacramento Capitals. Yeah. Mountain Lions, Surge. Mountain Lions, Surge. All that the the River Rats, mm-hmm. Sacramento Knights. Or, I mean, different category, but the Monarchs. Monarchs was massive. Monarchs here. was A one. So I think I think that looks like a winner. 
as far as like getting the most out of. Do you think uh, that's what he was here for? Like, what? What do you? What? What? <laughs> did, all, all kid. Like, what do you think he was here for yesterday? He wasn't hard, hiding. Yeah. He was in plain sight. It's hard for me not to think they were talking about the A's, even if even if he has no intentions. And Vivek was like, "Hey, won't you come? Won't you? I, can I just have?" But five you don't think he's going to sell? No, he's a horrible owner. Terrible, probably the worst. One of the top five, bottom five worst in sports. I don't think he'd sell. I think like somebody can call in, somebody so, get in the chat, tweet me, tell me you're a hundred percent wrong. I had nothing to do with that, and I'll be like, you know more than I do. But the only thing that makes sense to me is at the very least, Vivek saying, "Look what this will look like if you were here." Hmm. Just just come and watch a game and see what it will look like to be in this community if you were here. Vivek builds the stadium and owns it? I'm trying to figure out the play here for Vivek because you talk about playing chess. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the chess move here? If you're not owning the team, you got to own something, and the next thing would be the stadium. Stadium, maybe the land. The, well, yeah, of course, the, 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 the stadium and then, you know. Maybe there's some the, kind of partnership. Everything there. around it. Yeah. Uh, and maybe not ownership or, you know, getting in on the owner team, but some type of partnership, something in here. Because, I, I, like I said, in the, in the in Vivek and, and everybody, they could easily – like, yeah, we see the River, River Cats as an excellent opportunity mm -hmm. to grow the brand of the Sacramento Kings. Just that's what it is. That could you be could the You could stretch marketing across multiple yeah. platforms. And, and you're all that. year long because mm -hmm. you're in the summer. That could absolutely be the case. But part of me is like, that can't be the end game. <laughs> <laughs> that can't. That has to, at the very least, put himself in position to make a bigger move. Where wh whether he can execute the bigger moves or not, he may be like, I don't know. But this puts me in position to make a bigger move if need be. But that's just me talking. I'm just talking on the maybe airways. Vivek's buying the Daily Show. Maybe he's doing that. Could be purchasing Comedy Could Central be. or something. Who knows? Could be. Hassan Minaj, stay, uh, stay planted at the Golden One Center. Absolutely. We rock with like that. Like I said, Hassan, you should be there. Just like me, me and Hassan should be right there, course side, every day. Um, and we could we could well, turn this thing up. Yeah, no, the difference is probably with Vivek. Like, yeah, Hassan knows how to act. I know how to act. But if we play Luke, You have threatened, round, like, publicly. You nearly got Miss P arrested <laughs> once. For your behavior on social media. Now now we got a radio show in which you say. True story. I didn't mean to do that. Man, if I was courtside, boy, I'd be, boy, I'd be all in Devin Booker's ear. I'd be talking that talk. I'd be talking that talk. And look, the Kings would be lead on SportsCenter. Scorch you off. Look at local radio show hosts getting into it. T. Morant over here acting out courtside. Man. Well, I mean, you already are courtside. Like, you're close enough. I mean, you know. I, you can verify I was not courtside at all on Friday. No, I can't because I left, as I always do. And I, I told Miss P, I was like, this is good news, for, good news for you. I'm leaving. <laughs> Which means normally that's when Kenny goes to his seats. Kenny doesn't move to his seats while I'm there because he doesn't want to make me feel bad. So you when could, I, You could absolutely. I, we all saw you. We could we, absolutely watch the game hey. you know, together. Me and our friends down south, we all saw you walking over. We saw the usher go, oh, Mr. Caraway, is this you sitting down? And you're like, no, I'm going to see the peasants. I mean, my friends uh, over here on the baseline. We all saw it. I don't think that happened at all. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying we all saw it. <laughs> hey, you want to so – you, you, you mentioned this. Uh, Trista's, I might get thrown out, though. The referee uh -huh. or Russell Westbrook might throw me out. <laughs> 
So much of it. Oh, you you think the Ricky Stark story was full circle? Oh, let Russell Westbrook throw Kenny Caraway out of the Golden One Center. <laughs> let that let that be the move. Uh, you mentioned it since Soren brought it up. You want to touch on it? Uh, Soren on YouTube.com slash ESPN1320 says, KC, get your boy Scott Foster. First of all, Soren, I might have Ramsey get on your head right now because don't ever say that's my boy. Ramsey, Dikembe Mutombo up in this joint. No, no, Ramsey, no, no. Ramsey, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> He's throwing people out. Stop that, Ramsey. Stop it. That's bad. Um, Scott Foster. I mean, that what did you see what happened last night with Uh, with Scotty Barnes? I I did after the fact, yes. That was embarrassing. It was that was embarrassing. That was a a a low mark for the league. So he behaved that way. So help me with the the sequence. He overturns a call. Or upholds a call that like sent was it Denver? Who mm-hmm. who did they who, who they, Denver it was Denver? Was going, yep, they were playing Denver. To the to to the line and then overturns another call that would have sent Toronto to the line mm-hmm. and then tosses Scotty Barnes when Scotty Barnes is So uh, Scotty what did Scotty, Scotty said, Scotty something said like, like don't the, stop cheating, bro. Yeah, yeah, cheating? yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And Scott Foster lost his mind. He did. Yeah. Absolutely lost his mind. And and he's notorious. Yep. You know, he's notorious. This guy is, a, is an absolute problem um, out there. But I just look at it where, like, Adam Silver, you got to do something, man. This referee business is ridiculous. And maybe it's all piling up. But I take it back to what I saw from in, in the college game yesterday with the way the ref was looking at one of the young ladies after she showed yeah. some emotion. Yeah. Um, then you got guys like Scott Foster. Scott Foster was absolutely unhinged. Last night, yeah, and that that deserves disciplinary action. This guy's absolutely unhinged. The ironic thing about it is they ask others not to be unhinged. Mm-hmm. The second if Scotty Barnes would have lost his mind, he would have got a technical foul, got thrown out. Mm-hmm. What the hell happens to Scott Foster? Nothing. Yep, he's just going to referee some more playoff but, games. But Nate uh, Adam Silver wants to tell you, oh, it does. It just doesn't happen publicly. But you, you, you just said it because that, that was the thing Adam hung his hat on. Mm. Yeah, it, he's going to ref playoff games. Yeah. And at some point, we all know he's going to ref a Phoenix Suns game, and that's going to be the talk of everything leading into that game. Right. It's because he's going to be around Chris Paul. You would think at this point, like if the league was really aware and doing something to minimize this, they wouldn't put Chris Paul – nor Scott Foster mm-hmm. in that situation. Mm-hmm. But they do it every mm-hmm. year. Like the second there's a game six, game seven, a deciding game, something with a Chris Paul team on the ropes, everyone is the official list out yet? Mm. Who's ref in the game? Like everyone wants he to finds know. Because there they're every all looking every time. Every and time. it's like, how, like as consumers, how are we not supposed to? You're feeding into this. I mean, it was so bad yesterday. There was another ref walking right in front of Scotty Barnes. Scott Foster throws out Scotty Barnes, and the ref walking in front of him is kind of looking around like, wait, what just happened? He's confused as hell. You can see his like facial reactions like, wait, what's going on? The ref thought he got thrown out. <laughs> can you can you do that? Right. Yeah, that, that, that was, I was so, that was an embarrassing moment last night for the league. And I don't I don't want to I don't want to like overstate it or anything like that or make it too big because it is a referee. I thought that was an embarrassing moment for the league last night. That was on par with um, who who threw out Tim Duncan because he was staring at him. Or it was, was Joey Crawford. Joey Crawford. 
That is just that is embarrassing. It was embarrassing. That was an all time moment. <laughs> that was all time. Uh, I want to I want I want to run this for those who 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 haven't seen it here on on youtube.com slash ESPN 1320 because we don't really need all that there um, but you see like you see how close the the score is mm-hmm. um, that's the other thing game. the game was in the balance yeah the game was in the balance and this this and and, and this is a culmination of a variety of things that had already happened yeah look at yeah come on man look at, <laughs> look at, look at the, the officials <laughs> the officials are genu- genuinely like wait a minute what the hell just happened watch the officials look around here look, for, first of all look at scott foster then watch the officials so scott foster goes nuts watch the officials turn around here what the hell look <laughs> Oh man, this is embarrassing. Uh that's he's like, did he throw me out? Yeah. Oh that is Nick, crazy. Nick, look at that. One, look at him, just on it. 114-113 with 28 seconds left. Scott Foster absolutely unhinged. Look at the look at the look at, oh, look at the brother. Come on. Look at man. the brother. The, the brother's like, what's going on? My goodness. You know, and, and it's it's I don't even like to go here, but Scott yeah. Foster. Yeah, I know where you're going. Come on, man. Let's not act yeah. like you don't have a past and you got relationships with, with people. Yeah, it looked like it looked like something. Yeah, it absolutely looked like something. And the the little Netflix that's not good enough. You need you need to talk, Scott Foster. Mm-hmm. You need to talk because your behavior, the way you go about business, combined with your past. No, nah, I need to hear something about that. Um, we are going to talk NBA. Uh, we're going to talk Sacramento Kings. We'll talk Memphis Grizzlies. We'll talk about the Kings in the two spot. Uh, we're going to do all of that with one of your favorites. Trista Tuesdays yeah. is in full effect. Trista Crick, top of the 2 o'clock hour. we do the one Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Back here, D-Lo and KC, you already know what it is. We're getting ready for Trista Crick. Trista Tuesdays, baby. Man, it's crazy what happened to Friday. It's it's, it's crazy what happened to Friday. You know, we lost Kyle, we lost Trista, but we didn't really lose Trista. We just moved her to Tuesday. So, Trista Crick coming up. Are we in on the air? The, we're on the air. Oh, oh we're live, pal. I got stopped by Mickey and and, and and Kimberly and then Charlie said something about Ricky. That's my bad. That's, oh, we're live, pal. I was like, Kenny really really sounds very formal talking during the commercial break. What the hell is going on? Oh, that's my bad. Nah, don't worry about it. It's that's, all good. That's it's all good, man. That's what you look, it happened to me. It happened to me before. Uh, that's when you couldn't get the vending machine to work, so <laughs> that's that all right. <laughs> As Tyler says, oh, we're live, pal. Uh, yes, indeed, we are. Oh, it's live, pal. Thank you so much. We're doing live! <laughs> Can we get Mitch a 15-minute segment on Fridays? <laughs> uh, no. We may have a, No. We can get that sold. <laughs> hey, everybody's got a price. 
<laughs> Everybody's got a price. Yes, indeed, David Jackson. I'm a pro. Look it up. Yep, that's me. Uh, I am a professional. I'm a broadcast journalist, ladies and gentlemen. Broadcast journalist. Uh, as Kenny was uh, eloquently uh, laying out for you, Trista Crick's going to join us coming up here uh, in just a couple of minutes. Um, I, I, Trista Crick, I guess, perfect opportunity to mention this. We talked about the stretch that Kevin Herter is having. Mm. Bruh, Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard is on a tear right now. He's single-handedly it, keeping that season afloat. It, it's almost like he had a triple-double last night, mm. which I don't think that's something Dame does very often. 31-13 uh, and 12. I saw a stat. I think he's got two triple-doubles in the last three games. He only had one bef- like his entire career before that. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. Since January 8th, he's averaging 37.8 points per game. <laughs> That's where, like, I, 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 like, I, I started at the eighth. Like the games before, like sixteen, seventeen. Like mm-hmm. this is really the start of this insane run mm-hmm. uh, that he's on. Thirty-seven point eight points uh, per game. He's averaging thirty-nine points. Uh, if you go back to a sixty-point performance a couple of weeks ago, which of course includes a seventy-one-point game performance. Like Dame is, it's, it's. The similarities between this and that Kobe season mm. are there. Mm. You know, Kobe had that insane streak of 50-plus yeah, point games. But, like, when you look at where the Lakers were that year, when you look at where the Portland Trailblazers are, like, the similarities are, are very much there. Yeah. But as a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a scoring tear that I don't think we've seen since Kobe Bryant did something I, similar. I, I agree, man. I mean, he is putting that team on his back every night and that's no you know disrespect to those guys but man what he's doing right now the way he everything they need if they need 41 he'll go get 41 if they need 50 he'll go get 50 yeah like whatever they need on that night he goes and and gets it done and he's just trying to get them there trying to go one and know every day one to know every trying to go day one and know every day and you know what i would love that's why you i know, don't think I, you sit him down no well no they're there they're there. When I said set them down, I was saying, like, if you're four games behind the 10. Mm. But they're there. Yeah, they're there. You know, so I would love to see – I'd love to see Portland keep the Lakers out. I would love to see that. I'd love to see the Lakers get a win tonight. And Absolutely. then Portland keep them out. Yeah. Well, Lakers Lakers probably get a couple more wins than we'd like for them to get. What's the stat um... – I think we I, I feel like we did this though. This is a James Ham thing and it all kind of blends together. Mm-hmm. Memphis has the easiest remaining schedule. Did this we thing, do this? This thing changes like every day. And, and then we looked at the schedule and we're like, wait a minute, they've no, got was, you're talking about Dallas. Oh, it was Dallas. Yeah. Okay. But it does change like every day. I don't know. I can't so, keep it. So how about this? We <laughs> you know the 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 the, the Sacramento Kings falling apart. Oh, by the way, boy, I can't even keep up with all the national TV games that um, that uh, Memphis has. Memphis has like two this week. They got one tonight and on Thursday. <laughs> I mean, you're the, they're the opening act for uh, the JV. Sacramento Kings on they Thursday. JV. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> they doubt. JV on Thursday. <laughs> they've got they've still got three games. The Grizzlies still got three games against Dallas. They got two, question mark, two against Oklahoma, uh, excuse me, three games against Dallas, two against Golden State. 
Uh, and they got two against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They got the Bucks the second to last game of the season. Oh, who knows what that'll look like? But that's like the Kings with playing Denver. Yeah, they got the Bucks. Um, yeah, I guess I get it because they got Houston in here. They got Orlando in here. Chicago, Oklahoma City's in here. Um, this is, I, I, this I is guess Memphis? I guess I get it. Yeah, this is Memphis's schedule. Well, I mean. And that Golden State game, sadly, is in Memphis. The one on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, the one on Thursday. Yeah. So, like these, like I said, these things change though, literally every day. And I know why because games are being played. So, <laughs> what made you the toughest schedule two days ago? Mm-hmm. Since you played that game, it changes, right? But now, let me see if I have this right because we talked about Dallas. Now Dallas is like twenty seventh. Um, strength of schedule. They aren't last anymore. Memphis is now down to last. The Kings, who were top, I think they were top three. Might have had the hardest or something like I can't remember. Okay. Now they're down to six. So maybe, the, and, 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 and maybe, hey, I'm just host a radio show that I'm occasionally late getting back from commercial from. <laughs> maybe this isn't the mo- maybe this isn't the thing we should hang our hat on. <laughs> If it literally changes every single day, what value does it truly have? Yeah. We're talking about the most difficult schedule, the easiest schedule. If it fluctuates every single day, what the hell are we doing? The the Kings within the next 7 days. They play the Bucks, the Knicks, and the Suns. Not in that order, Oof. but you know what I mean. Lord. But but that is that's 3 of their tough games. Lord. So after so after those those three games, what are they gonna have the they gonna have the twenty second easiest yeah, schedule I, for, I guess so. for the rest of the season? I guess so. <laughs> I don't get it. Does James know that this updates every day? <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta make sure James knows this thing is constantly changing. Yeah. I don't even remember where. I, oh, you know where I might have heard this? Oh, I do know where I heard this. How did I not mention this yet? I should Will mention Simmons? this before I forget. Close. Well, no, it's actually not close. Uh, you're listening to D-Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, KRX QHD2, Sacramento, ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Shout out to the HD2 listeners. Appreciate everybody watching the show as well. Twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. YouTube.com slash ESPN1320 as well. Really happy, thankful to see so many people in here. Trista was worried that the vibe might drop down a little bit moving from no. Fridays to a Tuesday. No. Uh, and I told her, I was like, bro, they're here for you. Facts. If that's Tuesday, it's Tuesday. Uh, and there's a pretty good indication uh, by the number of people watching uh, right now that y'all got the memo. Trista Crick's gonna going to be with us in just a couple of minutes. On a Tuesday. Zach Lowe. No, Zach, Zach Lowe, uh, he, he watches this stuff, man. Zach Lowe, Zach Lowe and uh, I think it was Tim McMahon. It was Tim McMahon because he threw a Russell Westbrook jab in there. Mm. They were. He's the one that did. Yeah, he did it when I told you about it, right? When he's talking yes. about the Kings. Yeah. That's actually. So they were talking about the Kings. That's where the jab came from because he repeated the, the nonsense about Russell Westbrook chasing Malik <laughs> Monk around like a child. <laughs> Come on, man. And it's like. <laughs> Tim is just going to recite that play wrong for for now until eternity. <laughs> and the next time his ass is at the Golden One Center, I'm. You know what? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the app and I'm gonna put that on my phone. And the next time he's at the Golden One Center, I'm gonna grab you. We're gonna walk him through the place slowly so he can see what happened. Um, but they were talking about the Sacramento Kings going for the two spot. That's where I remember the Memphis mm. schedule thing. But they were in on Sacramento. Mm. Even Tim McMahon uh, took the rare step of saying, I told Monty, I told Wes, I'll tell you, my thoughts after the Tyrese Halliburton trade were wrong. Mm. Now, Tyrese is everything I thought he would be. Tyrese went crazy last night. He really did. <laughs> in a losing effort. I thought they had. The only, the, 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 I, mean, he had I think he had like 40-plus and 16. Yeah. But – the stat line that's and that's incredible. The stat line that stood out to me was Joe's. Joel had like he had like forty one, which I guess is just it's just routine for Joe. At yeah, this he point. does it every night. But he was like eighteen of eighteen from the foul line. Oh. 